0: Hello and welcome to a very, very special monthly episode of Comics and Cinema. I am your host, Alex Klein, and today we are talking about the Marvel Comics December previews catalog. So, uh, I'm, and I think I'm going to do it this way from now on. If you guys remember last month, I went and reviewed or kind of read through all of the previews for November. Without having read it in advance, which made for some really interesting bits, but I think overall, I could have probably talked about some more stuff if I had a little more time to think about it, and luckily enough, I was out of town last week, and the solicitations came out online last Thursday, and And I read them briefly on Thursday, but then today, since today's new comic book day, uh, the actual solicitations come out in magazine form and for free on the Marvel app. So if you want, download that on the Marvel app and follow along with me. Um, That's what I'm thinking will be actually be a little more fun, because I'm just going to page through this, and you'll have the exact same pages if you pick up the magazine or the app. So just as a bit of advice pause this issue and uh, come right back to it when you've either got it downloaded or you're wanting to scroll with me and uh, i'll uh, i'll take a brief pause to let you guys do that uh, you guys you did it yet okay all right let's get started so what's even more interesting is this uh month of december a lot of things are ending and a lot of things are not necessarily beginning but you can tell seeds are starting to get planted for for next year for 2020 and Lord knows that Marvel is going to do something in 2020 because they did their whole big 80 years of Marvel this year. And next year, you can't do 81 years, but when's the last time it's been the year 2020? So we'll see what they do. What's really interesting is this incoming issue number one, which is essentially like a sequel to Marvel Comics 1000 and 1001, which Marvel Comics 1001 comes out next week. And Marvel Comics 1000 is already out in uh, out in theaters. It's out in uh, comic shops and, and bookstores or wherever wherever you get your books like that. And so it deals with this character called the Masked Raider, who we don't know who he is, and I think we are going to find out in this issue. I'll, I'll be able to read it for you here in a second. But what I want to touch on is in the previews, there is four pages of the comic, like a preview. And so we kind of get a better idea of who this person is and um, so it says uh, uh, this guy basically gave this person the eternity mask Woven from a piece of the living soul of the cosmos, it makes me the equal of anyone I'm up against, and more, it shows me things. The coincidences and synchronicities, the connecting tissue binding the world. Who am I? I'm the Masked Raider. And so the Masked Raider was led to this building where a guy is dead in the building. And what I found was really interesting about this is he says... Uh, he's trying to figure out, like, well, why is this guy just dead in this abandoned building? He says he's connected, that's for certain. Could be Hammer or Hydra, 10 Rings or Orcus, anyone or anything. And that is pretty crazy that they're mentioning Orcus in here, because Orcus was what Hickman created in House and Powers. So uh, there's definitely going to be something in here, I have a feeling. So I am actually, I'm now, I'm going to pick this issue up. I have to, I have to, even though it's really expensive. But here's something even more interesting. He says, huh, interesting, I'm getting stronger and faster my thinking's clearer too that means someone strong and fast is close enough for the mass to pick up on he goes up on the roof it says two someone's in fact on a rooftop about a block away doing some kind of training and then he says it takes me a second to realize it's too dark to see them but i'm not seeing them it's more like radar sense and it it looks like on the rooftop, it's Elektra and Daredevil fighting. So he's got Daredevil's radar sense. Like, this character sounds so cool. And he's got his two pistols. Uh, I'm I'm in. So <clears throat> the issue is called Incoming. Issue number one. Written by... Let me clear my throat. Al Ewing, Dan Slott, Chip Zdarsky, Kelly Thompson, Greg Pak, Eve Ewing, Matt Rosenberg, Ed Brisson, Saladin Ahmed teeny howard jonathan hickman greg pock Donnie cates and jason aaron so greg Puck must be writing two stars so here you want my predictions on this it uh, says one will unite them a mysterious murder brings together the heroes of the marvel universe in search for a killer but no one can imagine where the trail will lead or how it will affect everything in 2020 and beyond who is the victim and who is the assailant This closing chapter to Marvel's 80th year, which will connect the dots of everything that happened in 2019 and propel the narrative into the year that is to come, featuring the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, the X-Men, the Guardians, Daredevil, Spider-Man, the Champions, the Agents of Atlas, Valkyrie, the Immortal Hulk, Jessica Jones, Venom, Ghost Rider, the Masked Raider, and more. So, if you guys were wondering why I was hesitant... This book is another one-shot for $9.99, just like Comics 1000. Uh, it's also 96 pages, just like that one, too, so uh, nothing to scoff at. But, I mean, look at that list. You're going to get Hickman writing some X-Men stuff, Donny Cates doing some Venom stuff, and probably Guardians. Uh, Matt Rosenberg and Ed Brisson. Also, Matt Rosenberg, Ed Brisson, Teeny Howard. I think all three of them are writing... Various uh, X-Men series as well. Al Ewing, you got doing the Hulk. I mean, this looks like it's going to be a really, really cool read. And better than that, it comes out Christmas Day. Uh, technically, it comes out on the 26th, which is funny because uh, this year Christmas actually falls on a Wednesday. So there's no way in hell that the comic shops are going to be open on Christmas. So they have it in the very back of the magazine. They show the final order cutoff dates. And this is something I, don't, I didn't go over last. Uh, last time but for your guys' reference just so you're aware if you weren't at the very back of the previews catalogs whether that's digital or you're reading it in person there is a marvel checklist that has every single issue and it shows exactly when the issue comes out and the foc and foc means final order cutoff so if there there's a comic on this list that you're interested in getting you need to notify your local comic shop before that day Otherwise, they can't guarantee you a copy. I mean, you've seen how that happened with the House of X and Powers of Ten issues. Those things have been selling out, and so if you don't add it to your pull list or tell your shop that you want it, they're not going to order enough. And that happens a lot. That happens with Immortal Hulk all the time too. And so this will be one of those ones where I can already tell you though, this is one of those ones that are, they're going to order a bunch. You're gonna, you you don't need to worry. But I would still because there's a bunch of variant covers. There's a, a variant cover by. Uh, Patrick Gleason, Dustin Weaver, Kim Jacinto, Sanford Green, Jim Chung, J. Scott Campbell, Jorge Molina, and Patrick Gleason. There's a lot of variant covers, and some of these look really cool. I'm looking at probably doing the J. Scott Campbell variant, but I don't think that's one that is the regular price. It's probably more expensive, so I may just get the main cover, but it looks so good because then you turn the page and see what it is, and guys, it's by J. Scott Campbell and colored by Justin Ponzor. So how cool is that? That that you know that means that this is probably reused footage from a while back because obviously Justin Ponzer is no longer with us. Rest in peace, Justin. I miss you, man. But um, that I, I may have to get it just for that. Next up, we turn the page to Annihilation Scourge, which uh, if you remember from last previews, the alpha issue was last preview month and so i was like okay something's coming annihilation's on its way yep it is and it comes in the form of a bunch of one shots which to me is my decision to i'm gonna wait for this annihilation thing on marvel unlimited until i see something that i really need to see so last month we got annihilation alpha this month we get annihilation scourge nova silver surfer beta ray bill Fantastic Four and Scourge Omega so I may get Scourge Omega just because I got Scourge Alpha but I'm not I don't like these are all they're all one shots every single one of them is $4.99 and they're all written most of them are written by people that I don't really know and sometimes I get nervous on that because I like I'm all I'm always down to try new things but When my budget only allows me to get a certain amount of comics or I'm really trying to save my money, I I gotta, like, I can wait. I can wait for it to come in Marvel Unlimited for free. But Annihilation Scourge is by Matthew Rosenberg and art by Ibrahim Roberson. Silver Surfer is Dan Abnett. So if you're a fan of Abnett and Landings, Guardians, or Nova, he's doing Silver Surfer now with Paul Davidson on art. Uh, Michael Morisi and Alberto Albuquerque on Beta Ray Bill. And then Christos Gage and Diego Orlutegui on Fantastic Four. And then Matthew Rosenberg and Manuel Garcia on Omega. And I think they were the ones who did um, the Alpha issue as well. And then there's actually some Annihilation graphic comic boxes, which they look cool. The covers are kind of cool, but I, I don't know. I... I'm always weirded by some of those boxes, like, why did you pick that as the art? We get the new facsimile edition this year, which is Giant Size Defenders Issue 3, if that's something that you guys were ever wanting or not knowing you wanted, $4.99 for a 64 page, uh, which just reprints the Defenders Issue 3. It's just adds and all. And then this month's Marvel Tales, the uh, stories where they kind of compile a couple of the best ofs, like Marvel Tales Iron Man, uh, Spider-Man, Hulk this month is marvel tales annihilation which is really cool and uh unfortunately jen Bartel is no longer on covers and i, I talked about that last month too that's when it started And Huk lee is now doing the covers he did it for and i haven't confirmed it's a he but they did it for um uh, doctor strange last month and now it's this it's got a great cover with moon dragon looks like moon dragon dark hawk and i don't know who that other person is it's maybe it's quasar uh yeah it's definitely i think it's the male quasar but it's it uh, includes daredevil 105 uh, marvel 2 and 153 and dark hawk issue number six and that's a one shot for 80 pages for 7.99 that's a those are always a good deal especially if that was like you were a fan of one of those i've picked up a bunch of them and then the also true believers month this month is the annihilation comics but unfortunately none of them are like in my opinion, the good Annihilation comics. I'm sure some of these are good issues, but why why are they all the old ones? That's what I don't get. Like they did such a good they did Annihilation, Annihilation Conquest and those have so many good issues. You could get, I mean take your pick whether it was Annihilation Silver Surfer or the Annihilation Conquest quasar or Wraith or just the main series in general, yet we're getting Omega the unknown. Incredible Hulk, uh, which is, or and I'm not going to list what the issues are, but they're basically well, I should because that one's for Quasar Nova, but it's the first. Okay, so that one's the first issue of Nova, so that's actually a cool one. Uh, Man Wolf, Man Wolf in Space, Annihilus from Fantastic Four 140, Odin Power, uh, Moon Dragon, Mantis, Super Scroll, and Super Adaptoid. So honestly, I'm not going to be getting any of these and uh, I'm bummed because I would have totally paid a couple bucks cuz they're only a dollar each. These are a really good deal. If you're a fan of these, pick them up cuz for a dollar you get the whole issue, a couple ads, but you get to have that issue whenever you want. You can rip it up, burn it, whatever you want to do. It's only a dollar. Um but yeah, so I'm not that's that's a bummer. Next up is Conan Serpent War 1 and 2 of 4. This is by Jim Zub with art by Scott Eaton on issue 1 and Steven Segovia on issue 2. And this is a one of this is a four issue mini series, and it's about the wrath of the serpent god. So Conan is teaming up with Moon Knight and uh, Solomon Kane and Dark Agnes. Honestly, this sounds really interesting, but I'm gonna wait on Marvel Unlimited for this one as well. And that's just because I, I I don't really I don't buy a a comic has to rock my socks off for me to buy it because otherwise I can just wait for Marvel Unlimited. So with that said, the comic already that I, I I'm gonna get because I've already got it on a subscription is X Men and this month, this month's actually a struggle for me, and I I would love honestly I I always ask for feedback. And I would love, I really would love to get you guys' feedback on this because this is something that I struggle with every single month. So, uh, and particularly in this December month. So December, we're getting X-Men issue 3 and issue 4. We're getting New Mutants issue 3 and 4. Fallen Angels issue 3 and 4. X-Force issue 3 and 4. Excalibur issue 3 and 4. Marauders issue 3 and 4 that is, I don't know if you're keeping count, but that's 12, that's 12, there's Marat, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, six, yeah, there's 12, so 12 issues in one month for X-Men, that's crazy, at $4 an issue, that's, uh, what was that, 48, yeah, 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 48, that's $48 just to read these X-Men comics, so, the question that I have, and the thing that I struggle with every month is, is I'll pre, maybe I'll pre-order some of these on Midtown just so I can save a bit of money, but I'm already getting X-Men in, in stores. I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to subscribe to Excalibur and Marauders. Right now, Marauders is a close second because the cover art is Russell Douderman, and he's a god and i'm really seeing based on some of these covers that there's going to be some big big stuff going on in marauders and it's the same the same with uh it's just the same with a lot of these but it's like 12 issues in one month and i saw a tweet from jordan white who is the uh he's the x-men editor for marvel and he he acknowledged that he said it's a busy it's a busy x-men month but we promise like it's all building to something and things will calm down but um so, I mean, it's like, what do you want? you want one X-Men comic a month or do you want 12 X-Men comics a month? But that's that's a lot of change, especially for someone who want, – I want to be in the know. And that's that's my question. So, sorry. My question is, do you buy all of these in the store so that you can read them week by week by week and, and be in the know? And obviously, I would review them for you guys for sure. But then you, you run the risk of some of them either not being good or – um, you know one thing or another or them not not necessarily not being good but being like oh I didn't actually need to read that right now so then you go okay I will then just wait for Marvel Unlimited and so if I did that like I've been saying on the Age of X-Men series I am in love with that series because I'm getting to read all of them at once all of them as they come out whereas if I wait for Marvel Unlimited I'm gonna be reading this X-Men as it comes out in stores because I'm, I'm definitely doing X-Men and maybe a couple of them. So then I'm reading half the story and I miss the other half of the story and have to wait six months for it. Or I get them all from uh, Midtown and I only get a monthly versus every week like this, but I'm saving money. So what do I do? How what, What's the happy medium for this? Because I, I, I can't justify paying $50 just to read X Men for this month of December. I get that it's Christmas. I get that you know your wallet's a little looser around the holidays. And guys, I gotta tell you, I mean, I may, I may just do it. I may pop off on this, but I just don't know. So, and so we'll let's dive into it and f- figure out why. We we don't need any introduction with X Men. It's written by Jonathan Hickman with art by lenille Francis Yu, which is he's a rock star. And he does the arts and the covers, so you know how I feel about when that happens. But as as you know, the uh, the descriptions don't say anything. It just says the most powerful heroes of the dominant species on the planet rise to protect the world against any threat. And but on one cover you got Cyclops and Emma Frost on the back of dinosaurs, and then in the second cover you've got Storm and Armor together, which is really cool. Um, but then you go to New Mutants, and New Mutants is written by Ed Brisson with art by Flaviano on issue 3, but then Jonathan Hickman is writing it with art by Rod Reese on issue 4. And so it's like, okay, well then does that mean that New Mutants issue 3 is a filler issue? Probably, but look what it says the filler is. While the original New Mutants are off in space, the rest of the youth of Krakoa begin to make the future they want to live in. First up, armor's outreach party seeking young mutants who have been who have chosen not to come to Krakoa that's a really interesting concept I want to check it out so I don't know I don't know because I bought I did I did pre-order the first issue of all of these series because I want to see if I am if I'm going to like them but then you got fallen angels three and four which just says Psylocke's past continues to haunt her as she molds her companions into a fighting force but can they take on the children of Apoth and uh that's by brian hill with art by simon kudronsky and i don't i don't know either of their work but when i read the preview issue that kind of had an interview with brian it seemed like he was uninterested he said something like oh uh um psylocke was towards the top of my list of characters that i wanted to write about and i'm like are you serious like really if so cool but for the most part i always think those interviews there's they're fluff pieces so it's like who has psylocke at the top of their list of characters that they want to write but hey, but I don't know. Is this something that's dealing with something coming out of House of X? Because I just, I want to keep riding that gravy train. And then you got X-Force issue three and four. And the cover of X-Force issue three is Jean-, Jean Grey wearing that mobile Cerebro in her Marvel Gore outfit. And it's all pink. The whole thing's pink. So I want this comic just for the cover alone. But this is by Benjamin Percy with art by Joshua Cassara. It says, first, the new team strikes back against humans who would, uh, took one of their own. And then, with its orders established, the new X-Force hits the ground running, taking deadly threats, targeting mutantkind's rightful place in the world. Like, God, that sounds really interesting. And then you've got Excalibur, which don't get me started. Excalibur has Apocalypse in it. He's one of my favorite villains. And he's a good guy in this one. And that's by Teeny Howard and Marcus Toe. You got a, a panel where he's, him and Richter are hanging out. And then the other one is with, uh, I think that's Psylocke. She's now the new Captain Britain. Going against a dragon. Come on, come on. And then, like I said, Marauders. You got someone coming out of one of those life eggs. The eggs from Gold Balls. With Professor Xavier, Bishop, Iceman, and Storm there to greet them. We don't know who it is. And then the fourth issue is just Storm on the cover. And it says, Sebastian Shaw recruits a new black bishop continuing with his machinations against the two queens of the Hellfire Club. Meanwhile, Captain Kate and her marauders wreak havoc on the high seas from the Atlantic to the Pacific in the name of the mutant cause. How cool does that sound? It's pirates, guys. It's pirates. Uh, ahoy, matey. Come on. So, I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> Honestly, I'm probably... See, if I do one, I gotta do them all. And this is not the place for me to spend hours running mulling this through my head. Next up is Eternals, Secrets from the Marvel Universe. This is a one-shot. It's 56 pages at $4.99, and it's just reprinting What If Comics 23 through 30. And uh, interesting, I I guess, if you're a fan of that sort of thing. And then another facsimile edition of the Eternals. So here's another little cash-grab story. So if you guys aren't aware... A year or two ago, Marvel released the Eternals issue number one as a True Believers comic during, I think it was during Jack Kirby month. So you can get the Eternals issue one. Either you can pay 60 bucks for it on eBay, or you can pay a dollar for it as a True Believer comic, or now you can pay $3.99 for it with the original ads. So um, it's up to you. It's up to you what you want to do but that just seems like a weird cash grab to me. And then we get into the next storyline. And this is something else I'm really looking forward to reading on Marvel Unlimited, because this is a a monetary commitment as well, is Spider-Man 2099. So you got Nick Spencer writing it with uh, Jose Carlos Silva doing the art. And um, yeah, so it's a one shot Spider-Man 2099 one shot. And then the Amazing Spider-Man 35 and 36, which is also by Spencer with art by Oscar Bo- uh, Basilda with yeah uh, both of those issues, and it's just dealing with uh, it's a Spider-Man and Doctor Doom, the Chameleon has insane plans, uh oh, along with some Doombots and Silver Sable, all well and good, but I'm just, well I just love the only thing I'm loving right now about it is that it just keeps using this title. 80 years ago, the Marvel Universe began. Of course, it's Marvel's 80th anniversary. 80 years from now is 2099. It's like, oh, you're right. That's right. I, was, I didn't think about that. But along with that, we're going to get some one-shots for Ghost Rider 2099 by Ed Brisson and Damian Cusier- Cusiero, Doom 2099 by Chip Zdarsky and Marco Castillo, and then uh, Venom 2099 by Jody Hauser and Francesco Mobley, and 2099 Omega by Nick Spencer and Gerardo Sandoval, so this is essentially an event series, I would say, and it's an event series in the form of just a bunch of tie-ins, and so that's where it's crazy, because like, honestly, guys, um, House of X and Powers of X have been a beautiful, beautiful series, and I've paid way too much. I've in so many covers for it, and that's because it's been that good. But they're coming out weekly, and they're $4.99 a piece. I get it. Fine. Whatever. Absolute Carnage has been probably one of the most logical and awesome event series in recent memory. And that's because, yeah, it had a, it had a big first issue, the $7.99 issue. That's always nice to get. But then from there, it's been monthly. The first month, there was two. But then, so not really, but then th- last month, issue three, this month is issue four, next month is issue five, and then it's over. It's over and done. There's a couple tie-ins that you don't have to read, but most of them were one-shots coming out every few months or every other month. This 2099 thing is over the span of two months, and in just this December month, if you want to follow this, you've got to fork over $499, one two three four four ninety nine times five so that's uh 25 bucks plus another eight dollars so almost almost 30 probably like 30 bucks 32 dollars just to read that that's pretty crazy just for the one month you might as well wait for the trade person i'm not i just think it's crazy like i always wonder who is marvel trying to market that to because in my eyes I always saw comics, and and I don't anymore, but I always saw comics as more of like something for teenagers or for someone, you know, probably like 16-year-old sort of thing. And even so, you know, I I read comics when I was in college, and I didn't read a lot because I didn't have a lot of money, but I agree that comics are for anybody, and as an adult, I'm going to be reading comics until the day that I die. So for me, it's not the biggest deal I make enough to where I can enjoy reading comics every month. But imagine somebody who is, is, you know, doesn't have that extra income to pay for that sort of stuff. Or maybe they're, you know, they have other things that they want to pay for. They love comics, but they also love collecting movies. And so they buy movies. And I just, it seems weird to me, like, if you're marketing something like Spider-Man to kids, or in this case, most of these comics are rated, I think they're rated teen plus, teen plus. So I think that's listed as like 13 and up. Who... Some of them are rated teen, not even teen plus. Who's buying that? What what teenager is going? Hey, can I get seven issues this month of uh, Spider-Man 2099, please? Thank you what no kid is doing that no kid is is waiting for that and if there is a kid like that send him my way because I want to shake his hand because you know good for you that you were able to do something like that did you uh, create an app or something how do you have money when you're that age like and how did you convince your parents to buy that stuff for you I had an allowance when I was in high school and that's when I started collecting comics and I bought Civil War every month and then Wolverine and Spider-Man tie-ins. That was it. I bought three comics a month back in the day. And those comics were like 2 dollars a piece. It's just, it's crazy because the prices keep going up. Next up, Doctor Strange, issue number one. This is a soft reboot because Mark Waid is still writing it with art by Kev Walker now. And it's called uh, Doctor Strange, Surgeon Supreme. The impossible has happened. Doctor Strange's hands have been healed returning his surgical restoring his surgical skills how long is that going to last but now he's being torn between his obligations as the sorcerer supreme and as a neurosurgeon um interesting i'll I, i'm interested in it and i've been reading this on marvel unlimited so i'm it's not i'm not in a hurry but i'm just wondering yeah that's a cool concept but if i was dr strange if that was me and this i guess you know the marvel universe time works a little differently but if you broke your hands and you went to Comertage and um, the ancient one trained you in the ways of magic and for years and years and years and what may even be more years than you were a surgeon you have been the sorcerer supreme casting spells and kicking ass all across all dimensions and suddenly and i can easily see it being like mephisto is like surprise your hands are healed uh, i'd be like great now i can hold things better i'm still gonna be the sorcerer supreme i would not go back to being a surgeon because i can help more people as the sorcerer supreme and i so i don't see how that's a problem for him i get it maybe he misses the good old days but i don't know i just feel like that was a negative time in his life yeah he was saving lives but he was really cocky and rude and it cost him his hands so i i don't know i don't know We'll see. It'll be interesting. Uh, Revenge of the Cosmic Ghost Rider, issue one of five. This is by Dennis Hopeless Hallam and Donnie Cates with art by Scott Hepburn and Jeff Shaw. So don't get too excited. Donnie Cates and Jeff Shaw are doing a backstory. A, um, uh, yeah, it's like a brand new short story is what it says. But Cosmic Ghost Rider is back, baby. But with a reputation like his, it's only a matter of time before the law catches up to the future Frank Castle and tries to put him in chains so it's a miniseries so it's one of five and then we've got uh, another one shot thor the worthy by walter simonson tom defalco and Catherine Immonen with art by ron Friends, sal busima and mike hawthorne and more uh, i don't even need to read this it's a one shot so um, take it as you will it's just going to be a couple of stories about thor punisher soviet issue two of six that's by garth Innes. Uh, moving along in that series we also have in the second issue of scream curse of carnage i'll be interested to see how long this series lasts because i just didn't think that scream needed her own ongoing series to begin with so whatever that's by clay mcleod chapman with art by chris monyham we got morbius issue two uh, trying to uh, go on the um, riding the coattails of the new morbius movie and that's by Vita Ayala with Marcello Fiera, and you know what's funny, too, is I, I know you guys know this, you know I love comics, I, I love them, but I get really cynical when I read, this is like, uh, this monthly issue is essentially, this monthly episode of the podcast is essentially my, my Marvel soapbox, where you may look at me and go, wow, he is obsessed with Marvel, he loves Marvel, he is a Marvel yes man, Uh, I'm more like a Marvel maybe man, And that's because for the most part, I say yes, but there's just certain things that really bug me about the business that they do. And this is like the only time that can really talk about it because you get to see it live and in action and in your face when it's in the Marvel previews because they're all there together. It's it's a little different when they're released weekly and you're like, oh, here's a couple comics this week versus boom, here's all 150 comics that we put out in one month. Like, can you imagine someone trying to collect that many comics in a month? It's just impossible. You you Marvel Unlimited, I read probably 12 to 15 comics a week on Marvel Unlimited that come out. Can you imagine paying... For 12 to 15 comics a week at three and 4.99 a pop, and most comic shops are only getting you 10% off on on that. Unless you do Midtown and you get your 35% off, um, that's a lot of money. So, um, so yeah, I get a little cynical on these, but it's in no ill will toward Marvel. I'm never they're never going to lose my business unless they do something really bad. But even this stuff doesn't it doesn't cut it. It's just it's more of me razzing them at this point. All right, next up is Deadpool issue number two by Kelly Thompson and Chris Bocciolo with, um, uh, I was gonna say with something else, but no one's in there. This is another, rats off to you for Chris uh, doing arts and covers. And I'm really looking forward to reading this on Marvel Unlimited because I love Kelly Thompson and I also really enjoy Chris Bocciolo. I liked him a lot on, he did some X, an X-Men run uh, back in the, was it like the mid to late 2000s? And I, I and I enjoy his art a lot. It's a it's a very different art style, so it's not as realistic. I mean, when you're looking at this in the previews, these are back to back, so you're getting your Chris Bocchello art right next to this cover art by. Um, by Ryan Brown, who I don't know if I've seen the Morbius cover. Look at the comparison between those two because the Morbius cover looks really creepy and scary and realistic, and the Botulo cover looks completely cartoonish, and that's kind of, that's his style. Though I'm looking at this variant cover by and Andolfo, and uh, I really like that one because I'm a, I'm a huge, I actually really like Elsa Bloodstone, and I haven't read a lot about her, but I just, I fell in love with her during the Secret Wars tie-in. It was like a four-issue series of uh, Marvel Zombies, I think, and it was with Elsa Bloodstone. It was really good, and I I just like her character a lot. Next up is Ghost Rider, issue number three, by Ed Brisson and Aaron Cooter. One of the young guns... Um, I'm actually not a huge fan of Aaron Cooter. I know guys, I know he just, something about his art style. I've already said, there's just a lot of hatching. There's a lot of lines and it, it, uh, it irritates my brain. Nothing against him. It's just, I, but I'll read this for sure. When it comes on Marvel unlimited, you can count me in because I think something big's going to happen with Ghost Rider. I think that's why they're relaunching the series. Uh, and then we got Dr. Doom issue number three, which is by Christopher Cantwell with Salvador LaRocca on art. So if you're a fan of Salvador, I'm a huge fan of him. Um, Dr. Doom's going to be interesting. It looks like he's fighting Mephisto for a battle for his soul. And then we also have on the flip side, Symbiote Spider Man Alien Reality, issue one of five. And just as I predicted, it is Spider Man up against Hobgoblin, like we had discussed on my review of the final issue of Symbiote Spider Man. And. Um, just like the other one, the first issue is 4.99, and it's by Peter David and Greg Land, just like the other issues. And damn it, if I am not going to be getting this one because, for some really really weird reason, remember how I said the Young Gun variants? And so uh, this is confirmed. I'm going to share this with you because they're all on here. But the Young Gun variants are all for this one issue. Why? Why is that? That doesn't make sense because I'm going to have to buy multiples of this one issue. So, hey, if you guys want a digital copy, let me know. I will probably have extras because Mark, we got it very young guns. The young guns are Marco Chiquetto, love him, Russell Douterman, Daut- adore him, Mike Del Mundo, love him, Javier Garone, enjoy him, Aaron Cooter, ah, ah, and then Pepe Laraz, hell yeah. So, I wouldn't be surprised if I accidentally get. Pepe Larraz's cover, uh, Dowderman's cover, Chiquetto's cover, and maybe even Mundo's cover. I'm uh, not going to get G- Garone or Cooter. I like Javier Garone, but I just... That's a lot of covers, and I got a... That's a lot. Um, and at $4.99 a piece just just for the cover, I'll be livid if they are design variant covers. Guys, you heard it here first. I'm going to riot. I will be flying out to the Marvel office in, in New York, and I'm going to be screaming out front if those are all design variant covers. They don't say they are, but... They didn't say they were for uh, absolute carnage. Then we got Spider Ham, issue number one of five by Zeb Wells and Will Robson, which is funny because there's actually an Inhuk Lee um, variant cover that is on here, and it's it's creepy because he is usually such a cartoon guy, and this is not a cartoon cover. But um, I don't know, I'm, I'm not going to read that one way or the other. I'm not a huge fan of Spider-Ham and everything that I've read with him so far has not been funny or has just been kind of weird. The only time I've actually really enjoyed Spider-Ham is uh, in Into the Spider-Verse. And speaking of which, the next issue of Spider-Verse, issue number three of six, comes out along with Ghost Spider, issue number five. And it just is, that one looks interesting actually with Jackal. Uh, and then Miles Morales, Spider-Man, issue 13. And Spider-Man and Venom Double Trouble, issue two of four. There's your—I don't know what the deal is with this. There's a variant cover by Peach Momoko, and she does really great variant covers. So that one's probably going to be twenty bucks, uh, one of those fancy variant covers. And then we got Amazing Mary Jane, issue three, uh, which I hope—I hope some of you are reading and enjoying it. I love—I love that Humberto Ramos is doing the covers, but I'm waiting on that one too. Like I said, I got i gotta be choosy. I've gotta have. Uh, only, uh, I was going to say only the best, but it's very possible that this one is is a great issue. I just, I've got a am sticking with the ones I've got. Spider-Man issue four or five by J.J. Abrams and small son Henry and uh, his, uh, Sarah Pacelli on art. And uh, can we find it? Oh my God. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa. Is this a spoiler? Now that issue one is out, can we finally talk about this? Ben, wait, what, what, wait, what, lizard what, Shh, sh, sh, sh. this has got to be fake, this has got to be fake, guys, and I really hope I didn't just read this, I'm going to just pretend that I didn't read this, and I'm not even going to say anything about it, if you haven't read Spider-Man by J.J. Abrams and his son, um, check it out, I guess, but I just think I spoiled it my, for myself, so black cat issue number seven okay come on issue now that issue one is out can we finally talk about this yeah okay issue one came out a week ago literally a week ago i'm still i'm actually ordered it in the mail from midtown it's coming it'll be here on friday but geez i could two days come on black cat issue seven uh, and then we get a full black page that says, alas, poor Venom. And then all we get is Venom 21, which is Venom Island. Still by Donny Cates with art and covers by Mark Bagley. And uh, really beautiful teaser variant cover by um, Clayton Crane as well. I like that Clayton Crane is getting back into the cover game because I haven't seen him in a while. I hope he's doing okay. Is that the cover to the other one? Art and cover? I'm kind of glad Mark Bagley's on it. I miss Ryan Stegman a lot. But Mark Bagley is uh, was great, I thought. I thought he was fantastic. And um, yeah, so we'll see how that turns out. I I trust Donny Cates with everything. And I want to point out something really interesting that... I I saw online, and actually we'll talk about it here in just a second. We got a couple more to get through. So Spider-Man Velocity for the Gamerverse issue five of five is coming out, along with the first prequel to the upcoming video game Marvel Avengers of Marvel Avengers Iron Man by Jim Zub and Paco Diaz. Which I mean, take it as you will. It's a one shot. Oh, and look, there's a villain design variant. Thank you for specifying that by Todd Nuck if you're a fan also there's a both the main cover and the variant cover of spider-man velocity 5 look gorgeous next up is web of black widow issue 4 or 5 but then we got king thor issue 4 of 4 by jason aaron with art by i i would i'm gonna say their names but it's technically art by every artist that has done jason aaron's thor run esad Ribic, russell dowderman mike del mundo and more and that is awesome. Also, not only that, it's a 56-page, $5.99 comic. That's awesome. This is the final. It's King Thor, issue four of four. Everything ends in this series. So what happens next, guys? Because this series is wrapping up. I saw an article by Bleeding Cool, which after I read it, I was like, crap, it's Bleeding Cool. Bleeding Cool, if you guys don't know, is obsessed with Donny Cate's annoyingly obsessed with Donnie cates to the point where he even hates it and it is so annoying literally anything that donny tweets that's even mildly interesting they will write an article about it i don't know why it's like someone on their crew is obsessed with him or something i i don't know and i'm sorry i'm even giving them the publicity but i i read the article before i saw the news and so I'm just going to share with you what I saw or what I read and and this is this could be a spoiler because no one else is talking about it but this could also be complete crap. So, take this with the smallest grain of salt that you can think of because I don't even know how I feel about this so in this article and i'm not even going to pull up the article i'm just referencing off of what i was reading last night so i i don't i don't even hope that i'm wrong or right this is just this this article exists was that after thor is done so there's going to be a new thor relaunch in january obviously allegedly donny cates is going to write thor i don't know if that's true or not if it is cool awesome i will i'll be the first guy in line to read that kind of bombed because I would want I want Donnie case to write Spider-Man but I'll take him for whatever he wants to write because he weaved Thor into his Venom run he's got to have some sort of Thor stories to talk about I'm sh- I'm certain of it um but then they were also saying that like the Captain America run is ending and the Captain America 17 is the next issue and it says the legend of Steve continues doesn't say concludes, doesn't say ends, and it's issue 17, which is not its issue you end on, you don't end on a 17, unless it was a bad series, and it's not, because you're on issue 17, so, I, excuse me, I don't necessarily know if I believe that article, but I just thought it was interesting, because, like I said, you can get into some speculation territory in these previews magazines, because as we scroll through this, a lot of them are ending, right, like, um, I mean, we'll get there. There's a bunch that are ending, uh, specifically in Star Wars and Conan. So um, Captain America 17 is going to be out. That's ta Coates and Jason Masters. Immortal Hulk 28 by Al Ewing and Joe Bennett. Really cool cover. Alex Ross is killing it. Alex Ross has done, I think, all 28 covers so far now. Um, Savage Avengers issue number 8. Avengers issue number 28. And... Um, yeah i'm excited for avengers but I'm, I'm i've stopped uh getting that as it comes out valkyrie jane foster issue number six here's an exciting one captain marvel issue number 13 you've got a beautiful it's by kelly thompson and lee Garbett, with a cover by mark brooks who's been killing the covers but then you get a connecting cover by in lee also a 2020 variant cover by chris anka and a venom island variant cover by josh kasara I imagine all of those are probably going to be really interesting. Um, if you guys just heard my fingers crack there, that's because I'm getting really uh, eager and excited. I'm scheming, trying to figure out how I can get all these comic book cover books because uh, Chris Anka does a pretty good job. I, I, I believe they wrote or they drew some of Captain Marvel prior, like the Mighty Captain Marvel a couple years ago. But if it's a 2020 variant cover, maybe it's like an interpretation of what Carol would look like in... Wait, what is 2020? 2020 variant cover what is the what is 2020 I, I was thinking 2099 uh did they write that wrong maybe they did i wonder if they did either way like i would love to see what a 2099 carol looks like um then we got gwenpool strikes back issue five of five and this one's important because the cover is a person i think their name is elena strikes I think it says cover by Judith Stevens and Elena Strikes, but the cover is an actual photograph of somebody cosplaying as Gwenpool. And I saw somewhere that it was like, that's Gwenpool in real life, basically. Like, because she's so meta, like that's her in real life sort of thing. So I was like, oh, cool. And then so we got Invaders issue number 12 is coming out. So I, it's possible that that ish series ends because 12 and it's December 12th. It's possible. History of the Marvel Universe, six of six. That series is ending. And um, that's been a phenomenal series, Magnificent Marvel issue 10, Tony Stark, Iron Man issue nine, the Ultron agenda finale, and a 2020 variant cover interesting so i wonder if this is in in regards to iron man and if that's the case i don't know if i'm going to want them that captain marvel one because i certainly don't need her in a in a suit i'd rather have her being in you know in space and i'm going to eat my words if she is in space Uh, black panther issue number 19 it says and this is big news guys the final arc of the intergalactic empire begins here and so this is ta-nehisi coates and ryan bodenheim but uh, that's, that's big because it, it's been 19 issues so far of this intergalactic empire. So if this is the new arc, that means this this series is probably going to end, or whatever, the story will end on issue 25. and Right? That'll be 6. Or nine, 20, 22, 23, 24. Um, you know, issue 24. Either way, um, that'll be interesting. Black Panther and the Agents of Wakanda, issue 4. And uh, they are fighting the moon and i thought this was interesting it says what what kind of lunar sea is this you must not miss god loves moon kills and it brought me back to if any of you guys have heard god smack their first album the first song on the first album moon baby he says, is this all uh is this all something or is it just lunacy? Because it's talking about the moon uh you know can drive people mad. Why didn't they just call it lunacy and not lunarcy? They called it lunarcy here, like okay, we get it. Uh Future Foundation issue number five, the final frontier. Does that mean that it's the last issue? Who knows? Agents of Atlas, issue 505, coming to a close. Uh, Fantastic Four, issue 17 strike force issue four yondu three of five so that one's not ending here's another ender uh, guardians of the galaxy issue 12 so that i I, you know what that was the other part of that article was they were saying that guardians is ending on issue 12 and will be rebooted and um someone else will be running it i don't know who they they, they didn't know who but that donnie would then move over to thor so we'll see we'll see if that you know comes into yeah i'm looking at okay so there's a they've got the 2020 variant cover as well for this one and beta ray bill looks like iron man sort of so no i'm not going to get the captain marvel one i don't need to see what she looks like as iron man for four dollars but that one's excited and it says this is what i was talking about it says uh the only description for guardians it's by donny cates with art by cory smith and more cover art by jeff shaw thanos wins cosmic ghost rider the death of the inhumans Silver Surfer Black, Guardians of the Galaxy, it's all been leading to this. And it is a 40 page, 4099 90, 40, 499 issue. I wonder if either something big is going to happen in this issue or if this is going to open the door for a big story next year. And then we got the sixth issues of both Swordmaster and Arrow. I'll be interested to see if that's the end for them or if that is um if they're gonna keep going because i you know how much story is there to tell with these guys is there are they basing it off manga we don't know next up old man quill issue 12 of 12 the end is near for the old man series will that be a new maxi series in january only time will tell runaways issue 28 daredevil 14 and 15 oh yeah good lord okay issue 14 2020 variant cover is electra looking like iron man pass okay conan the barbarian issue number 12 and savage sword of conan issue 12 do those end as well are they going to be ending on their 12 issues how about age of conan valeria five of five so that means all of the conan series are effectively done because like i said these storylines these arcs are usually six issues and they're saying it here um Basically, you cannot miss this issue, the concluding chapter, yada, yada, yada. So there, there's something... I wonder if they'll continue writing Conan next year. We only have one month to wait to find out. But then we're getting some new Star Wars series. Star Wars Rise of Kylo Ren by Charles Sewell and Will Sliney. And uh, it says, Young Ben Solo is legendary Luke Skywalker's most promising pupil. As a son of the Rebel Alliance heroes, uh, Leia and Solo... As well as Luke's own nephew, Ben has the potential to be a great force of light in the galaxy, but the Skywalker legacy casts a long shadow, and the currents of the dark side run deep, and Darth Vader's blood runs in Ben's veins. Voices call from both his past and his future, telling him who he must be. He will shatter, he will be reforged, his destiny will be revealed. Snoke awaits, the Knights of Ren await, Ben Solo's path to his true self begins here. Um... All I know is Charles Sewell has killed it on his Star Wars stories. So if you're looking for something good, that's going to be your best bet. There's a Star Wars saga that uh, is essentially just catching you up on the um, what's been happening in Star Wars. So I guess if you want that, it's $3.99. But it's essentially just covering all the stuff that's happened in the comics. And then there's Star Wars Empire Ascendant, which is 56 pages and 599 with a beautiful, I'm getting this cover, the Star Wars Greatest Moments variant cover by Michael Golden. It's beautiful. But this is essentially the, like the bridge between everything that's happened in Star Wars right now and what's coming. Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia Organa and smuggler Han Solo have struck blow after winning blow against the Empire. The Rebels are digging their defenses in the remote ice world of Hoth, but how long will it truly be safe from their many enemies? So essentially this series is setting up what happened up until and before Empire Strikes Back. Because if, if you guys remember or didn't know, the whole Star Wars thing, which was 75 issues, so round of applause to Marvel for pulling off 75 issues of Star Wars, which is just is incredible to me i didn't even realize it i think they were doing them twice a month so maybe maybe it's not that well no i think they the first star wars issue came out in 2012 oh i hope not i hope it was later than that because it feels like it was yesterday but um it the star wars series takes place immediately after a new hope so there's that span of time. It's like a three-year time span, I think, in the movies between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. And the whole Star Wars thing, the 1 through 75, takes place before Empire after New Hope. And so this issue is like the lead-in to Empire. And so we're wondering, well, then what is the next Star Wars series going to be? Because you know you know, they're going to do a Star Wars number one or something in January that, uh, does it take place after Empire Strikes Back? Because Return of the Jedi wasn't long after Empire, I don't think. It was, like, very short. Maybe it was, like, a year or something. But, uh, you could also do it after Return of the Jedi, and in between that and, uh, Force Awakens. You know, whatever you want. There's also a True Believers Star Wars this month. You're getting a bunch of them, including Star Wars... Oh, Star Wars Number 1 Facsimile Edition is also here, which is the, uh... The reprint, basically, if you want to buy that. But you're getting some cool True Believer Star Wars 2, that's for sure. Star Wars Target Vader is ending, 6 of 6. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is ending, issue 5 of 5. And Star Wars Dr. Aphra is hitting issue 40. It does not say that it's ending, but it says... Oh, well, it says A Rogue's End, Part 4. All good things must come to an end. So maybe this series is ending, too. So at this point, there are no... There will be no Star Wars stories except for The Rise of Kylo Ren. And obviously there will be, but it's like, <clears throat> what are they going to be? And then you get a nice preview page that shows you the art of uh, these, uh, the young guns. So if you guys have been following, along, you know why I love them so much. You can see Russell Doudeman Marco Cicchetto. Pepe Larraz, Mike Del Mundo, Javier Garron, they're great, and Car- Cooter's good too, I just could probably pick a couple of other people that I would switch in between him, and then there's a couple of the kids' kids uh, comics, the the other ones, you get some cool statues, including a Scotty Young from a Scotty Young Black Panther cover, and then we get into the, um, the collected editions, so there's a bunch of omnibuses coming out this month, which is interesting, and they're all coming out they're not coming out now. They're coming out next year, but they listed them now for order. But you're getting your Wolverine omnibus, Silver Surfer, Astonishing X-Men, and how funny was it? Last month I said uh, Black Widow omnibus. We're getting the Black Widow omnibus, and how funny. It's coming out March 2020, just in time for the Black Widow movie. Uh, Captain America by Ta-Nehisi Coates, a Sensational She-Hulk omnibus, and there were actually a couple of uh, interesting ones. Uh, Absolute Carnage is coming out. If you didn't read that and you were waiting, check that out beautiful um i'm just scrolling through here you get the new black cat miles morales spider-man these are all just you know if if you follow along the um these come out like the trade paperbacks come out a month or two after those issues so if you're just if you're if you can be a little patient but not patient enough for marvel unlimited then getting them in a collected edition is the way to go because then you can read them all at once and you get I i feel like you get a better story that way was, I thought there was some other big one that I was really looking forward to. I was like, oh, wow. Maybe not. Maybe there really wasn't anything special in here. Um, some Star, You're getting some Star Wars, some uh, Agents of Atlas, a little more X-Men, uh, Cone, a lot of Conan, and, and Black Widow, too, along with some new graphic novels for the younger audience <clears throat> collected in a smaller edition but with more story. You get the... Moon Girl, Devil, Dinosaur issues. Uh, does it even say what the issues are, huh? Yeah, it doesn't. Wow, it should probably a bunch because you also get Oz the Complete Collection, which is Wonderful World of Oz one through eight, Marvelous Land of Oz one through eight, and Wonderful Wizard of Oz book, which is four hundred and sixteen pages for fifteen ninety nine. That's awesome, especially if you've got a, like a young kid or a niece or a nephew. Or um, you know you know someone younger. These are perfect for them because they're small. You can carry it in your backpack or something like that. But yeah, so then you get to the very back. You can order some posters, and then like I said, you get to see the checklist. So I use this checklist. Figure out what days are you know the ones that you're wanting, so you know the days. But interestingly enough, check it out. So at the very bottom uh christmas there's only four comics coming out and last year there was even less but incoming that big one that marvel is pushing this month incoming comes out september 26th of 20 or december 26th of 2019 so that is right before the new year and uh, that is going to make for a really interesting like ending salvo before this 2020 starts and guys Man, I know it's it's September, it isn't even October yet, and we're talking about 2020, but I'm just really excited to finally get out of our, out of our teenage years and move into the 20s because I always said I'd love to live in the 20s, and now I'm finally going to get to do that, which is awesome. So um, if you guys made it this far with me, thank you so much for listening. I hope you found some cool things reading through this that maybe excite you for coming out in December that uh, you're going to want to go to your comic shop and check out or order. And uh, if not, I'm sorry. I'm uh, sorry that you wasted this entire hour listening and found, found nothing useful. But uh, that happens sometimes. And you know what? We got, our, we got our good days and our bad days. But for uh, Comics and Cinema, I'm your host, Alex Klein, and I look forward to reading these books with you.